This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are back on the highway on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur, also with us. <laughs> Producer, director extraordinaire, Prashant Sareen. Hello, Prashant. Hi, how are you all? And my name is Abhinandan Sekri, also co-producer and co-director of several shows that Prashant and I and Rocky and Mayur have done together. So, gentlemen, today we are heading into Haryana, which is in Delhi's neighboring state and we have driven through Haryana no matter where we left, went, unless we went the other way towards UP. Actually, you don't head into Haryana, you just head through Haryana. <laughs> no. Now, all the Haryana residents are going to be angry. Haryana is a state very famous for, complete the sentence for me, gentlemen. Vegetarians. Well, <laughs> not just vegetarians, it's for its sporting culture. It is, it's lovely, you know, jarts who are, who have made the world famous. And uh, we come to other things, but we will go through Haryana. We will take you to Ambala, which has one of the most famous dhabas in the country. And we're not joking. A place in Rohtak, which we have stopped at more times than we care to remember. Uh, then Murthal, which is very special for us. We will tell you why. Palwal, Gohana and Chandigarh too, which is part of Haryana technically. So uh, why don't I start with you, Prashant? <laughs> <laughs> we will sing you melodious Haryanvi songs like... These kind of peace-loving songs we will be encountering as as we go through this. So Prashant, you tell us Haryana, I agree it's not a place that is very well known for its culinary exquisite cuisines. But we've had some good times driving there. Can you recall a few? Yeah, yeah, we've had good times. Basically, in anticipation of good times, we've driven through Haryana. I, I, the one thing that I, you know, every time that we set out for the north, whether it was to Kashmir, Ladakh, Punjab, anywhere in the north, Himachal, you have to pass through Murthal, right? If you're driving out of Delhi. And it was always a done deal that it was, it was just understood that we were going to stop there and we are going to have parathas there with safed makhan and whatever else mm. so uh, that was a tradition that has uh, that we maintained every time that we drove out towards the north and there were several times that we did that so uh, murthal will always be very special for us rocky can you tell us why will it be special for us let's see if you give the same reason as i give and mayur gives well you know there is as you head out of delhi from the chaos and the confines and the closed spaces of delhi the first sort of oasis that you reach is murthal and i don't know why it's special for all of you i mean everybody has their own reasons because haryana is genuinely a state that i like a lot and you know we must talk about satish our haryanvi driver and the numbers that he used to throw i mean it is there is a wonderful mentality in the state of haryana because our driver satish who used to come from there Every time we would enter another state, he would throw a number at me. So when we entered Punjab, for example, he would say, Teen lakh. When we entered Himachal, he would say, Bizar. When we entered Jammu and Kashmir, he would say, Tizar. And I was like, what are these numbers that you keep saying here? He says, this is the number of jarts it will take to conquer these states. <laughs> 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 and I said, listen, yeah. So I said, Satish, we are all from one country. You realize that, right? You do. He said, no, I don't know. I don't know. So I said, why are you talking like that? So he said, we told him that he wrote a book and wrote a book. So we didn't know that. We can tell him what will happen. 
So that's the wonderful mentality about Haryana that I really like. That if they like you, they'll take you into their lives and their hearts and feed you really nice, hearty, vegetarian Haryanvi food. And, you know, they're just generally a happy people. And, and I like that. Okay. Mayur, tell me why is it special for you? Before we come to special, can I please just touch on uh, good old Satish? Yes. Who said, Anparjat. Uh, uh, what, what was it? This Satish is the same uh, man who jumped off the top from <laughs> near the turret of a moving tank and smashed his ankle in the process. This was when the tank was going at about 40 kilometers an hour. <laughs> you remember that in Jain? We were sitting on, on the, the tank and he got really scared and he jumped off. This is also Haryana, right? Hisar. Correct. Yeah. Hisar. Correct. So, yeah, there's lots in... So, we also shot with a regiment... With, with, with basically, where these tanks are trained was a regiment. I don't really recall. But... Uh, yeah, we've had some good times. I'll tell you why Haryana is special for us. And dear listeners, when Highway on My Plate was being conceptualized and evolving as this team was getting together, we shot a pilot. And that pilot was shot in Murthal. Because Murthal is very close to Delhi. We said we will go there and we'll shoot and come back. So we went and shot at Murthal and we'll talk about it. And Murthal, like Prashanthar, is very special no matter what excuse we had. In fact, even if we weren't heading out in the morning, we'd say, we won't eat breakfast, but we'll go there and eat breakfast. Right. We shot the pilot and came back. Now, our Aukat, Prashant, camera was a PD-100. PD-100. So, that was a deep digital video had just come out. So, we shot the pilot and came back. And the channel said, yeah, this is fine. But you have to shoot the pilot again. This is not good enough quality of camera. So I said, Hamari, hey, so the camera said, Ya to Zada Bada camera law, ya bade anchor law. Hamukara is a bada anchor the milling in each other, but I camera it would later. And then I think the DSR 300 is what was the next generation, right? Yeah, 500. First they you had 500, then you went up to 500. So then yeah, we took the bigger camera. 350 uh, and then 500. And then I remember I was nervous. I was like, yeah, Rocky Mule will go there. They'll say, yeah, you know, very impromptu jokes. Rocky Mule playing the pool, the jokes about his, uh, about the, Magic before Baba Ramdev could cure AIDS and cancer. Someone in New Zealand had already done it. Rocky will tell you about that. So yeah, I said, yeah, all those spontaneous jokes will be done again. We went back. We had more parathas. We shot the pilot again. Again, more tomfoolery followed. And then he came back again. So that is why it will always be special. It is the only place if you've gone twice. Done the same thing both times. Same but different. Both times very funny. And uh, since we couldn't get bigger cameras, we went uh, bigger anchors. We went with bigger cameras. So that is why Murthal will always be special. Very lovely story. Yeah. But your camera was 500. Wow. 500. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 DSR we were shooting Digi Beta. Usse bhi bada. But that time, by the way... Digi Beta! Oh, Beta, Digi Beta. So, uh, guys, just one little segue before Rocky tells you about this wonderful story of how we found the cure of AIDS, cancer, and maybe we should go and check if they've cured COVID also. The dhabas at Murthal, which are huge, I mean, from the time we went first to now, they are like, each of them can seat 500, 600 people. News Laundry's done a report. Our reporter went there to see the state of those dhabas. It was really sad uh, and uh, pitiable. You should check out that report. But hopefully, once the lockdown is over and we are back on the highway, in true... Hump tradition, we shall go there and stuff our faces with parathas first. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do that the very next weekend. In fact, it must be the case for all dhabas all along highways. Yeah. yeah. And, and many of them are actually doing a stellar job of feeding the migrants who are on the road. Yes, they are. I saw some reports about that. Which Absolutely. Is, it's so great about dhabas. Of them. It's really, really remarkable. That's, that's so beautiful about India, man. Indians, 
I mean, when you least expect them to come forward and help you, they'll give their life and help you. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. And in case of Zaks, when you least expect them, they'll come yeah. and. Sorry, Rocky, you can come in after this. There was this joke where this Nawab Sahab, like the one who was teaching us the from Lucknow, goes to Harani and says, um, he wants to know which way the bus is going to go, which bus will take him to the right place, which number. So he asked the Jats standing there, Bhaijan, sir, ha, bolye, aapko takleef deni thi. Tell us about Moorsal, all the fun we had and which is your favorite because there's so many dhabas there. No, absolutely. Our favorite was always going to be the one spectacular, one and only Gulchanda Dhaba. But that, I'll tell you that story later. But first, the story of the all-cure Hakim. Because we landed up and in those days, the dhabas were not the fancy sort of glossy little fronts that you see now. They were actually a traditional dhaba where you would just sit down early on a winter's morning, you know, in cold weather, have a hot cup of tea and some nice hot parathas with makkan and dal. It was fantastic. And we went and sat down and after we finished shooting, we just walked out and we were saying, okay, we need to have the next shot before Ambala somewhere. And we just looked on the wall and it said, so-and-so churan, ek bar khayen or AIDS, malaria, cancer, diphtheria, cholera, and every disease that, that the guy would have possibly learned about and put the wrong spellings off <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> and jacket. And a magnetic jacket. <laughs> yeah. The churan went to the magnetic jacket which you have to wear. Yeah. So you had to eat a particular churan and wear a magnetic jacket. And then everything would be cleared. So I don't know why the world is worried about finding a cure for COVID. It already exists in the Dhabas of Murthal many times over. But uh, you know, jokes apart. When we were in college, we used to all get together and there used to be a lot of us and we were very hungry and poor people and we used to get onto a bus and go all the way to Murthal to have uh, aluka, you know, gulshan ka parathas and white makhan and that was all we could afford but what a, what a fun trip it used to be. I mean, from the Delhi University, we would just take a bus, you know, beg and plead and request and those were easier days where DTC buses could just deviate off and we would land up in Murthal and eat to our hearts content about 50 of us and then drive all the way back. So that was those were the good days. So we've always loved it. I know we, you and I used to split a paneer ka paratha followed by the alupias ka paratha, and it had a variety of achars. Please tell us about why Murthal is your favorite breakfast. It's 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 my favorite breakfast primarily because of all the really nice white makhan that you put on every type of paratha you get. You can get different types of paratha, but the white makhan and the dahi stays. And that's also because along with Punjab, Haryana is also a state which has got a lot of cows, let's just say. And because they're not eating meat, it's got a lot of other livestock also. But a lot of cows and, and, and milk products is a, is a very big thing with them and fresh milk products. And yeah, Gulshan ka, ka dhaba or Gulshan da dhaba and the other two dhabas also along or the three or four or the five or the 20 that are now. Primarily, all of them were basically, they had, they had their land there, their homes there. They kept cows there. So everything was like really fresh. Yeah. The, the white makhan all came from the milk that was really, really fresh. I'm surprised it wasn't warm. It was so fresh. And for me, more than the paranthas, I remember the taste of that white makhan over the paranthas. Yeah, man. And then the pachranga pickles because Haryana is also the state that made pachranga pickle uh, famous. And I think we had a few jokes about uh, that also. But I have a wonder about this. You know, you're talking about... Because just for all of you listening, we, we've said this before, we'll say it again. We always paid with, I think, the exception of one or two people who wouldn't. We've always paid everywhere we've eaten. And then it was not just our meals, right? Because we would eat and then and then uh, oh. the crew would eat, the drivers would eat. It was a very egalitarian uh, crew. Thanks to Nikon, Prashant and Small Screen. They always insisted that the whole team worked together, ate together. We didn't sleep together. 
you couldn't put 10 guys into into one room but we did everything but you're always thing hard to get man <laughs> <laughs> so that for me for me that that was really special my sense of wonder is the first time you went you shot this pilot with us were you expecting a bill like you got because oh, even yeah. Abha, you can get a pretty solid bill when you've got like 30 40 parantas that have been payload i think rocky and your plan was yaar aisa karte hain agar select ho gaye ho gaye nahi to breakfast ka to intezam ho gaya na one free lunch one bill dete hain one good breakfast we've had dinner tak zaruri padi pe like rocky said this is how that banner was it said your all type of cancer type spelled t i p e cancer spelled c a n c e r so that is all type of cancer that they could cure no c a n s e r s e r sorry c a n s e r c a n c e r to right spelling hota hai sorry you clearly have caught me out on my spelling mistakes my mother is still ashamed but it it's got sukhdev dhaba there's gulshan dhaba there's pehlwan dhaba and like mayur was saying now you know they are much bigger and they fancy the first time we went the kitchen i mean you could walk into the kitchen even as you walked on the dhaba and i'm a rocky new went and started cutting onion and you made some was it a joke or rocky you made something about how to avoid your eyes watering while cutting onion i don't even know if you were seriously giving tips or it was some bad joke but of course i'm always serious i am never joking i don't know why people keep thinking i'm joking all the time i don't joke ever i'm a very serious kind of guy and i was saying that if you cut onions with your mouth open then you seldom have tears in your eyes <laughs> and if you keep your mouth open then you inhale the onion fume through your mouth and you really don't cry you can try it at home next time then and i was giving it's you they cry and and i was giving fashion tips also i was saying that if you if you know like these days all the uh, all the spas and all the beauty salons are closed so if you go to your nearest dhaba and you know you keep putting your arm inside the tandoor to put the rotis on and taking them off it just burns all the hair away from your arm and your face yes as far as the onion tip is concerned this is the tip that was given to the viewers at the place which sold churan for cancer aids yeah. hiv all types of diseases listen our politicians are our basic proof that if you believe everything that you hear on tv then you are a bit of a duffer you really need to understand things for yourself and if you don't then you deserve to be made a fool out of but let me just say that the reason why murthal came up is because of this magnificent place called the sports school rai just across the road from uh, gulshanda dhaba it's not too far and that's how these places always started you know like a sports school rai would come up around kids wanted to go out eat something somebody would open a little dhaba for them the kids used to hang around it became famous people started stopping you know the parantha and the makkhan became famous people started enjoying the taste and then these things built up and the great part about these places like gulshanda dhaba and pelwan dhaba and all the dhabas in murtal they are all sort of fed in by the local by the people around them so everything they get is local it's seasonal it's you know backward it's, integration it's backward integration it's, it's beautifully done i mean everything is fresh so pretty much all their needs are supplied by the community around and you know that's probably why uh, abhinandan was saying the news laundry uh, story on on these dhabas you know just show how the whole community is taken a hit but they're still getting out there and helping people so it's it's a great story but You want to do sports school right now, or should we come back to it on the no, way back to Delhi? No, let's do sports school right. So we guys also did one episode, which was the Adda episode when we used to go to colleges and school campuses, and we shot at Rai. Um, Prashant, were you there at the Rai shoot? No, not for that. Okay, so uh, Mayur will tell you about the meal there, which is a lot. Rai is a school. M M N S S is specialized in sport, and I didn't know till I actually got there that once you get through that school. your fees she has taken care of you're expected to excel so some of the kids there come from backgrounds that you would not 
you know, consider bumping into when you go to public school meets because most public schools come from fairly privileged backgrounds. So I was for one really stunned and I remember asking the guy that in a country like India where everything gets rigged, I mean the best colleges, schools you can get through pull, MNSS had a turf, a hockey turf and Rocky will tell you more about that because he's played hockey at the national level. Had a turf before this uh, Shivaji Stadium. Mein, konsa hai, CP mein, what's that Shivaji stadium? stadium. Shivaji yeah, Stadium. Shivaji Stadium. Yeah, Shivaji. MNSS had a turf ground before them. So it has the top of the line sports facilities. And you get there only on merit. And you got to make that level. Which is why I remember when we were in school, the MNSS guys may not have been the best at the spot, but they did not tire. And they took on like teams that, that had you know the best of best. So... I was really impressed and surprised by many things I learned when I went for that shoot. No, it is truly the MNS experiment. That's the Motilal Nehru School of Sports. And these are, you know, you can find them in Jalandhar, you find them in Ranchi, you find it in Lucknow, you find it in, in Rai. And these are, this was a brilliant experiment to promote sports, you know, right from the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And it's the culmination of the success of these schools that really produce so many great sportsmen in our country. I mean, the contribution by these schools cannot be overlooked. So as a hockey player in Delhi who played uh, for Delhi State and then you know nationals on the team on the national team, it was a sort of you know we used to look forward to playing against MNSS Rai, MNSS Lucknow, MNSS Jalandhar, and the hockey matches used to be really fiercely con- contested because you know at that time the school I was in, which is Modern School Vasantvayar, had about six players of Modern School Vasantvayar would play in the Delhi State team, so we had a really good team, and for two or three years the team did really well. And I was there, I, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be on one of those teams. And the, the, the schools uh, like Rai, when they used to come in, I mean, the matches used to be phenomenal. So, you know, hats off to whoever devised that scheme. Apparently, it was, I think, Devilal, right? Devilal had come up with this. MNSS was a scheme everywhere. Devilal probably came up with uh, saying that they'll pay and, you know, they'll sponsor all the students there. I'm, I'm not Devilal, very clear on Devilal the Devilal actually set up a lot of stadiums all over the place, you know, in small towns and... In Mufassal area, he set up stadiums, which which gave access to a lot of the local sportsmen. And if they excelled there at that level, so they created a whole structure. So if they excelled at that block level or at that district level, they could apply to MNSS and you know come into that place because that was where they were producing champions. Yeah, and not just champions, also also a lot of young kids who went on to join the army and did the country really proud. Yeah, so the contribution of these schools is not to be taken lightly at all. I mean, all respect to things like MNSS, uh, Rai and all the others. And there was, on the way there, there's this huge giant murti of Tau Devi Lal. I can never forget that big murti Tau Devi Lal looking at you. I think now there's a flyover there. But, uh, oh, really? Ayur, they, had, the... they had a big board also in which they had like all their achievers in sports and it was like just a long list. really amazing to see the wide range of sporting activities that, you know, and then again, they had what competition they were in. So there was like, Somebody who won rowing at the Asian Games, equestrian, hockey, swimming, high diving, wrestling. And uh, all the kids that we met, they were like super fit. I remember we were playing uh, a little bit of hockey with them and they ran rings around us. Yeah, yeah man. They were, no, they're really good. In fact, yeah, but I just want to say that doesn't take much to do at our size now. <laughs> <laughs> but Mayur, I remember it was one of the places where diet, of course, most boarding schools make sure that you get a good diet and stuff. But here, it was particularly important because they had a notice board also of, you know, the people who have to, uh, who have to go for some additional training. They got a specific extra protein meal in the evening. I mean, 
diet was a very important part of the sportsman's routine at mnss i remember absolutely they probably had good like memory health supplements also because i never went to mnss rai i didn't have that extra memory health supplement so i don't remember this extra meal but i believe you <laughs> but i can understand how 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 they would need even at their age i mean growing kids anyways need a lot of calories but how they would need like a lot more in terms of calories i mean rocky's son arjun is is now uh, 16 16 rock 17 Yeah, and he's sixteen. He's sixteen. I I think he probably takes in more calories than his father, just because no, I mean that. He's, he's competing at a national level at running. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. What do you think, Rock? In terms of pure calories, healthy calories, he eats a lot more than me because he is uh, on his feet and running about four hours a day, even in lockdown. I mean, right over here, he's skipping and doing weights and running. And that's very important. And of course, he has uh, protein supplements on his diet. I mean, he's consuming. 300 grams of protein to supplement his already high protein intake. So sports people have got to sort of look out for all these things. And the MNS MNSS experiment, uh, you know, I'd like to say it worked in the past, and hopefully it continues to work in the present. Though I haven't heard of many of their sportsmen achieving greatness like they used to in the past. Just one one thing, I don't know if you guys remember, but we did something really sweet in Rai. We actually did a shot, and they were very keen that we shoot inside their library. And they had all these kids lined up, and they were studying, and they were studying for some exam. and we went in there and we said okay we speak it won't look nice in a library so we started speaking and rocky started speaking and then and i was yeah, like there was no audio and he just pointed down and then he was like it was like being dumpster out and saying this is a very large library yeah, and there are so many books in there and stuff with the thing so it was, it was nice i think right at the beginning i think that's another reason why highway on my plate became what it did is that everybody was very happy to experiment there was no mm. there was no playbook no rule book that we played by that nay yaar this not done intelligent it was like if it seemed like a good idea to three out of four people the person would always argue and and then we'd get on with it and we try these things that was i mean we did so many of these things yeah yeah no no i mean this, despite all that i remember the i remember the one out of four which is me just dragging it all the way to making it a huge success despite the three of you being part of it <laughs> So Prashant, why was the Savoy Greens a must-stop for us? Nikku got the Savoy Green points, and he's like, "Achha, he's a little bit of Savoy Green points." You see, if Murthal was the first stop out of Delhi, because it was so, I mean, the location was perfect. Like you left early because you wanted to beat the Delhi traffic and get out of Delhi quickly. You left at six o'clock. By seven, seven fifteen, you would be at Murthal, and you would you would be hungry because you would have woken up at five o'clock, and yeah. so that was a good place to stop. The second breakfast stop. for people like us was karnal <laughs> at the chakravarti lake complex you know where they have this new fancy uh, food court that's come up and with a dhaba opposite called the rimjim dhaba and yeah. the mayur dhaba just short of that jil and we tried all of them jilmil jilmil dhaba jilmil and the notable point about that is not that you can have kfc and those sorts of things there but the notable point there is that the whole beloved food court of highway on my plate came about right there and the food we went court. to this food court and when we came out of that we said yaar food court ka kya hai yaar let's not go to food courts in the future and all that then somebody came out i don't recall who it was somebody said let's just do a food court how about ending this show like every episode with a food court you know and then standing there we struggled a little bit and you guys came up with you know two two lines and uh, we just incorporated that and the first food court i remember was done I think on that truck that you jumped onto when we left, yeah, 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 yeah. you guys climbed onto a truck, and you did your food court. 
and you jumped onto this truck and you left and that was like the last shot of the first episode i think but savoy greens you know even just to let you know even if we guys are full we were heading back to delhi after you know it could be a schedule that was 3 days 5 days or 10 or 12 days even if it was just for rocky to stuff himself with five scoops of baskin robbins ice cream <laughs> initially we were reluctant to feature such places on home or any of the shows we did but yeah. eventually we did feature it right guys we we featured in the yeah. first episode we did feature that yeah, okay. uh, for okay. the food court but when then after that i think i don't think so we ever stopped at a food court hmm. yeah but you know the people people keep asking how is it that you pick these places one of the reasons why we pick these places is because this was one of the first places it's not new anymore it's very old it's about 10 12 years old now in fact i think savoy greens has got taken over by some bigger fancier place no idea well, i'm, I'm sure it was have opened but just down from there when mm. we went there it Amazing was it, these... it was 10 or 12 years ago and we had a long conversation as to whether we should show it or not so the challenge is for what we show on highway on my plate one is that we can't keep repeating the same thing so if we are in for example we were in gujarat last week if we are in gujarat we can't show you a gujarati thali in ahmedabad and then a gujarati thali in surat and a gujarati thali in you know any other city because that's just boring then we already done gujarati thalis so we have to keep changing the kind of food we do as the same way with with the food we said if there is a genuine place where people actually stop because the bathrooms are clean or because there's you know clean water to drink or because there's air conditioning for some coffee 20 types of or 20 types of churan or 20 types of churan and 30 types of ice cream <laughs> so we decided to show these places because these places are also important <laughs> that was the reason you gave to stop there <laughs> you tried hard and you 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 had your way at least in the first episode but after that we never stopped at a food court did we i i don't recall uh, not really yeah but but we did uh, we uh, stopped here to eat each time and mayur there were also places like you could do merry go round and bumper car driving you know you got yeah. to sit in ronald mcdonald's lap if you wanted to, yeah. to take photos because they have they had <laughs> yeah. mcdonald's there With, with him, with him sitting there, but I, I loved it for the coffee. It yeah, was, it was like well, the, that's the one good. thing I missed on the highway was like nice coffee and well, whatever brand of coffee was there was it wasn't the best in the world, but at least it was real coffee, man. But the good thing was that the Dhabas opposite on the other side of the road were giving them a run for their money. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the Dhabas were empty. There were lots yeah. of people, lots of cars stopping there. If not as much, I mean, maybe even more cars were. Yeah, more. I think those places had more cars parked than this time. Even even now they do. If you ever go back, the the local Dhaba always has more traction than the fancy mall yeah. stops that along that are along the way. And even then, the Jilmil Dhaba cluster, which was opposite uh, Savoy Greens, that which is just before the flyover of of the lake, was was at that time it was really really good. I mean, it's gone down in the last few years. It's still quite okay, but those days it was really good. and of course they had magnificent sort of uh, you know discount stores selling shoes and clothes yes. and fashion yeah. accessories and jutti and this and that and the other and now that you know my prashant mentions that our first food court was out of uh, haryana i remember the one that we did in sonipat you know when we went to motilal nehru school of sports we came back and, and the food court was as you ever though. come to mnss rai don't forget to stop at gulshan dhaba to enjoy the pranthas and some hot chai you might ask why because the sky is so high it is also blue like a smurf and they may have astro but this is our turf <laughs> <laughs> yes so, good one so guys you can keep... see and obviously i did remember it i'm reading it out from the highway on my plate book 2 which i have got open right now you can now. check out on amazon and as soon as books in, in fact bookstores are open you can go check it out rajesh picked up asterix from my nephew the other day so yeah you can go to bookstores and pick up uh, rocky and muir's books high on a plate 1 and 2 the two of them and hopefully once this lockdown comes to an end and all is well 
uh, we shall hit the highway again and the third book will be the mother of all books so boys now we will head to the genuinely one of the most famous dhabas in the country which is puran singh ka dhaba and you can tell us the saga around puran singh but before that if you will permit me i have a couple of emails cuz last time last episode i didn't read a single email cuz it was going on so long i shall make up for it today this is from vikram vikram says hello rocky mir abhinandan prashant thanks a lot for bringing back memories of home it was the greatest travel and food show ever although you've written great by i'm showing sure me greatest since i was in college at that time it does have a nostalgic link to college days in fact your show was the inspiration for us to travel and try out new food which we continue to to this day and will continue to do i seriously didn't know abhinandan directed home also since about the last two years i'm a focused core listening to new zealand podcast and that had made a fan made me a fan of him who combines humor with a serious discussion of the i'm going to subscribe now yeah vikram you subscribe man pay to keep me free thanks for all the fun stories by the way i wrote an email to find which bengali song rocky kept singing during bangla episode i tried googling it without success any idea where i can find it vik rocky is that even a song or you just confusing ami gone ami khabar rachi amre daddy gone je amre mummy gone je what is it a song or you just made it up it's that a bastardized is... version of a song that's why i'm saying am i daddy gone je am i mummy gone je that is for me to know and for you to find out my friend and, and in bangla there's no konche that's a very that's a very gujju thing kimche kimche what about ami ami i'm saying ami gone je कबीर So what? I have Be a selfish question. about it. <laughs> I have a question for each of you, and will be overjoyed if you can answer them. Prashant, I think in the first home book, Rocky Mayur mentioned that you drove them around just because you love doing it. Is that right? Is it possible? Tell us about your favorite road trip of all time, and also, are you by any chance related to Sushant Sarin? Oh my God! Sushant Bhaiya, Sushant Bhaiya, Pranam. You should leave the last question out of this. Bada Bhaiya, yes, Pranam. Yes, I am, and I am very proud to be his brother. he he's a swell guy but his politics is different from mine uh, <laughs> but he's he's he was like, adopted and he's a very passionate eater so so yeah. he loves his food but yeah i mean so there were two reasons why i chose to draw one because the money was so less and we were struggling producers at that time that we figured that we just had to do more than we were just going it wasn't you know it, it it wouldn't have been practical for us to just hire two cabs we could have saved money by just driving ourselves so that was one of the reasons why i got behind the wheel and the other reason was that yes i absolutely love driving and and you know it's like a dream right i mean it's like boys getting on the road and just traveling the length and breadth of this country i mean when are you going to get that chance so it was both those things you know we were trying to save money of course because struggling producers but at the same time you know just the excitement of being on the road for multiple days and seeing new places and going with a bunch of funny guys and you know a large crew it just seemed like the best best of both worlds and you have a favorite drive he yeah, he's asked your favorite road trip of all I, i think i think just that one in a life once in a lifetime trip that you have to do is the you know manali leh and leh srinagar drive you just have to do it and if you can segue into you know these other lakes if you can go to pangong so if you can go to sokar if you can go to you know these lakes around somoriri somoruri somoruri 
which is a and if you're from somaruri if you're coming back to manali my god that road is so scary because you know i drove on that road for 5 hours and i crossed only one vehicle and i actually thought that we were lost and uh, finally we saw one truck which was headed mongolia here i come yeah it's it's really really scary road to be on so i mean those drives are fascinating and fantastic okay rocky mayur the questions the following questions are for you i'll come to my my question last rocky mayur you were the best thing that happened to indian food television period all Thank the articles the formulaic formulaic whatever english covered egg samajh lo bhai Uh-huh. but you were like a band of brothers just having fun and more than willing to share your fun the bon homie is reminiscent of my college days when the only thing that mattered was a good meal shared with people who you care about also rock you should start a podcast about wildlife the nuggets of wildlife watching interspersed are like teasers without the movies we'd love to hear a lot more and mayur amaya should get a new bake with amaya series she's incredibly talented please make it happen sawali nahi yaar anyway so but that okay but he hasn't asked you guys a question but you can Give an answer, nevertheless, because when Sir, the question. Sir, could you repeat the question, please? There's actually a you place should, for that podcast. Mayur, where are you doing a father and daughter series with Amaya for television? I think it will sell. And you should do a podcast because I think there's a there is yeah, something on, like that. on birding and. I like fact, I like filming her, man. We we did a really fun thing today. It was Mother's Day, and we she decided to do a heart shaped cake for uh, Mother's Day, and she comes up with all those things. So I I like the whole idea of like just watching and filming and stuff. Uh, Amaya and Daddy series is is far away for now. So. And Rocky, are you starting a podcast on birding and wildlife? He says you have great nuggets. I not only have great nuggets, I have great. Okay, Rocky, keep it. Yeah, yeah. golden road paved your, diamonds. You're not interested in your nuggets. <laughs> But tell me, will you start a podcast? Because I think it's actually going bird watching while listening to a podcast on birding is actually quite a novel thing. No one's thought yeah. of it, man. It's a yeah. think about it. What do you see? Abhi has given you a fantastic idea, man. That is true. That is true. And someday, when I feel like working really hard, I might even do something like that. But yeah, I mean, birding is is very it's a very private sort of thing for me. I really enjoy doing it. And you know, the thing about India these days is it's very irritating because everybody just wants to argue with you. So if you say something like, you know, I woke up in the morning at five thirty and went for birding and it was beautiful, people will write and say the sun doesn't rise at five thirty. Where were you when the sun was rising at five thirty? How come the sun sets on rise at five thirty over here and rises at seven? I'm like idiots. Get out of Gujarat and go to the northeast. The sun rises like at five in the morning, you know, because they're one and a half hours ahead of us in time. But so yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I don't like that back and forth. But yeah, a, a good a good chat on birds and birding. Why not? Maybe a few podcasts here and there. We'll think about it. We'll come up with something. Yeah. I think if we keep it irreverent, if you think the sun doesn't rise at five thirty, don't don't message me. I'm not interested in your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think that just... might be your style. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you know my my grandfather who was in the army. He was the signals. His name was uh, Colonel Hazara Singh. He used to shoot a lot of uh, rogue animals and uh, man eaters, etc., for the army. So whenever the people would write into the army or the government and say, you know, there's a man eater operating here and killing people, my grandfather would go in and sort of sort that problem out for many years. And then uh, once he passed away, my uncle, who was uh, you know he was a lieutenant general in the in the army, commanding the Ninth Infantry Division, he decided to sort of take up that mantle on his shoulders, and you know he had. a bunch of people with them and they used to go out and again get rid of dangerous animals and i used to go with them when i was a kid there so when i was like 4 5 years old i was you know walking around forests with these guys from the army and setting up camp and hanging around in the high mountains you know during the summer where you could access all these areas where manitas operated typically leopards or tigers and it was a beautiful way to grow up as a child so you know spending the evening at the salt lake waiting for the leopard to come and lick the salt or 
you know, waiting by the lake early in the morning, waiting for, you know, deer and everything to come down and start drinking water. Those are sort of built into my blood here. I mean, that was the most beautiful times of my life and they continue to be. Although Rocky's only told half the story, he didn't accompany them to the forest. They found him there and they brought him back. So, don't mislead our audience. <laughs> Kicking, scratching. It took them three days to get the lice out of the body hair. Yeah, they, they just brought me, shaved me and put me up as a human being. <laughs> And to Niku, and since that day, <laughs> Abir's question to me is: Whenever you boasted about being the director of Hompon Hafta, I was reasonably sure you were bluffing. Because who in the world <laughs> jumps from being a part of such a fun show to being a co-founder of a news organization? You should get back to directing. The two biggest men in the food industry, Manesh will handle Hafta without a sweat. And I guess Prashant and I expected to move this forward. Uh, he says, "Is Parishat producing the show or someone else? Whoever it might be, I just want to give a shout out." Okay, so guys, Khyanesh, Jude, Aditya, Parikshit, they all take turns. But Parikshit's focused right now on nuisance. But thanks, Kabir. Thanks for your wonderful letter. Prashant and I co-founded Small Screen. Both of us are news hounds. We used to work for News Track, and our first affinity was news. And then we realized we both love travel, and we did a documentary in Ladakh, and that's how Small Screen was born. But because the news kakira never left us. We've co-founded News Laundry, and because the travel kakira is not leaving us, now we will go and do something. You see, tab tab news me paisa nahi banta tha. Ab news me paisa banta hai. We always swim against the tide. Jahan bhi apna loss hona hai, wahan chalo. Actually, on highway on my plate, we've always had this tradition of going to places in the off season. Often we did that at the wrong time. But also, Kabir, you will be uh, thrilled to know that. A small screen was born, which was the company that incubated News Laundry. Was born in Sushant Sarin's office, and we've had many a debate over lunches over many years. Yeah, and you'll be you'll be happy to know that Sushant and Prashant, if you see them separately or together, they're almost look like the same person. Sushant is a little heavier, but they both look exactly the same. Prashant's mustache is a little shorter, but you'll be able to recognize them as brothers uh, even from a mile away. I'm older, so he's got my good looks. Yeah, Prashant older. Although Prashant looks much younger now. Speaking of, which just of, goes to show you how little they had to start with. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now speaking of brothers and which is the original and which is not the most. If you guys have seen a film called Angrezi Medium, which was uh, the late Irfan Khan's uh, last film, which is on Amazon Prime, I highly recommend. It's a beautiful film. I loved it, especially if you have a daughter or a niece or someone, you will love that film. And he's done a fantastic job of it. But one of the plot lines of these brothers fighting over the name of that mithai wala dukan. That actually, I mean, when I saw that, I said, "This is the Puran Singh story." Who wants to tell the Puran Singh story? What the dhaba was, and now there are like seven of them. Let the vegetarian boys speak about Puran Singh dhaba. <laughs> Ironically, I I think Rocky will do true justice to this because because of his whole family collections and Ambala, which he'll elaborate on. He's like seen the whole story. All I remember is because it was early days, and we went to the dhaba, and we said, "This is the we were meant to go to the Puran Singh dhaba," and they said, "You can't miss it." And we got there, and there were like seventeen different dhabas with names on it. Not seventeen, there were actually six at that time. There were seventeen. Most of them had most of them had uh, asli in it. Puran Singh, asli. And, and then then finally the one we went to, which was uh, that's a long story. But that one was called Real Something Puran Singh Vaishno Mashur Dhab. I mean, it had the longest name, but it was not the one that was owned by the original Puran Singh's family. Yes. Because after we God. finished eating there, after we finished eating there, my only memory is, is of that lady who's who came to be his wife, 
coming with a big sooty and she wanted to beat the people at the place where we had eaten at because, because she's like spoiling his legacy although i mean there is no clear answer which is the real one and you know we'll explain why but i will say before rocky gets into what the story is it has the most amazing mutton curry you can also have chicken curry there but it's really known for the mutton curry and it is typical mutton curry with rotis and it is packed it is in a bus stand which is filthy but it is worth the wait at least it was then it was then and you know the story begins in 1974 at least for me when i used to go to my uncle's house commanded the 9th infantry division and lived in the flagstaff house in ambala kant right across the road was the golf club so if you ever go to ambala kant keep driving straight down from the flyover but it's a perpendicular road take a right go all the way to the end of the road you'll reach the golf course on the left will be the golf course on the right will be the flagstaff house which is where i used to live and the nagars used to come to deliver meat to that house once a week we used to have chicken or you know mutton or whatever and while i was staying at my uncle's for the summer holidays and a lot of time where i was free these guys would come there and sort of supply the meat and of course rarely for a treat because you know army salaries were always good but not that good once in a while we would get the red treat of going down to puran singha dhaba which was exactly where the new ones are but uh, there was a sign outside that said meet me anywhere but eat me only at puran singha dhaba <laughs> with a big chicken made outside <laughs> so we used to love to go there and eat uh, at puran singha dhaba tandoori chickens and mutton curry used to be our favorite and when we went back over there again i recognized the guy behind the counter it was the meat supplier so his story or at least the way he tells it is that when puran singh was had become old he wanted to sell his dhaba and make some money which he did sold it to the nagar family to vijinder who is the guy who runs it now and he stood there with vijinder for a number of years so you know i'm inclined to believe him because i think 3 or 4 years before he passed away he used to stand at the dhaba with vijinder and sort of you know take care of customers and that is how the real puran singh ka dhaba is the one that vijinder nagar owned with him this is the story that vijinder told me now of course you know 74 is a long time away i don't really remember exactly but i remember the names of the people so that is why i believe that the real dhaba is the one with our photographs outside it so when you go you will find mayur and my photograph outside puran singh ka dhaba now there are names like new puran singh ka vishal beloved dhaba puran singh ka naya vishnu dhaba puran singh ka asli dhaba but whatever it is look for our photos and the mutton curry and chicken is pretty good over there so you know of course his wife has a different one his sons have a different one his brothers have a different one and i guess they're all original in some way or the other so wherever you like the food enjoy it if you want the one we went to look for a photograph outside prashant what do you think of the food there the food was outstanding the food was outstanding the ambience was extremely grubby and dirty but you know it, it's like a quick in and a quick out kind of place mm. it, it's not a place to linger you go in there you order within 5 minutes you are served you eat and you get out yeah and and they're so confident about their food you know they prepare their mutton curry right outside just at the entrance and there's a big dig of it just right, cooking yeah. cooking cooking they just and it's cooking it and that smell is all over the air and people are smelling it and come you know they're being drawn in by the smell which is absolutely divine so they really do make a really good mutton and curry and we actually met a few people there who had been coming for like 20 25 yeah 30 it was years. a great example you know, of the sort of loyalty these people yeah, uh, inspire some of yeah. them coming from as far as yamuna nagar and these kind of places you yeah. know whenever they would be passing this way or they would come specially over a weekend and yeah. come there and eat you know it was just so uh, i mean it was ingrained in them ke yaar wahan nahi khaya to fir hafte mein ek dafa to khana hi hai are we met we met those three friends they were sitting at one table with, with right. they, they had their 
bottles in brown paper bags and we went and had a chat to them and they said hum yahan pe 30 saal ja rahe hain hum textile ke trader hain exactly pehle pehle hum bus leke aate the right fir hum ticket leke aate the fir thode paise aa gaye fir scooter pe aate the fir ab ab hum car mein aate hain and we finished it i remember we were leaving and we were getting into the scorpio and stuff and this big ass mercedes pulled up with a driver and these three guys yeah. after the whole conversation they got in there they waved their goodbyes and they drove off so from cycle so to mercedes a, yeah, they were still coming place, back to eat there but you yeah. you'd be advised to sort of go there and get something packed and then take it to wherever you're going and have it there yeah although now there's a flyover there i don't know if anyone still stops at puran singh ka dhaba but yeah. i guess there is some fame because like rocky said um, but puran singh is right opposite the railway station so if if you yeah. get lost i mean just ask somebody and they'll guide you so um we will from here check out some jumbo jalebis at gona and palwal which had there were two interesting thing that happened there but before we do that can i just request you to mail us with your stories your experiences what you like us to talk about at homp2020@gmail.com i repeat homp2020@gmail.com and if you want to subscribe to the newsletter which will have anecdotes photographs and visual references to all we speak about the link wherever you listen to the podcast there's a link below this podcast you can click on that and the form opens up you're going to have to fill in the form and i'd like to tell you many of you who said you're not getting the mail the it will go into your promotions folder depending on the settings of your inbox so check out your promotions folder and whatever podcast platform you listen to us on do consider giving us a high rating a five star rating preferably or a favorable review it makes it easier for others to find us it makes it more likely for others to find our podcast and then the community of food and travel and camaraderie lovers becomes bigger and bigger and then we can have a really good tabbar supporting us when we hit the road again so on that note i have one more email gentlemen before you tell us about the gohana jumbo jalebis this one is from abiram abiram sorry from bangalore we'll start by saying thanks rocky and mayur for, and the entire team of home a heartfelt one this is abiram here you will know me by my instagram username abiram abiran that's with an n abiran m he's yes. he's a he's a he's a true hardcore died in the wolf fan he's there for all the live sessions oh, really he, he comments on every post and he's he's a true blue died in the blood fan abiran thanks for the constant support and love so you guys do a regular live on insta yeah i mean during the lockdown monday wednesday and friday for an hour at 6 o'clock on our instagram handle rocky and mayur we come on live and we have a chat with people yeah so if you're on instagram just find us at rocky and mayur and uh, click and for an hour we just talk nonsense completely like we always do i mean i talk deep science and intelligent things and rocket science while mayur just talks completely you know irrelevant stuff abiran goes on to say unlike many my first memories of you are from singapore back in singapore episodes back in 2012 i was in singapore and was searching for food videos ever since i've watched all your shows and just love them You guys are an inspiration to my hunger. God knows how many occasions I've eaten something straight during just after your episode. Mayur noticed that you wear flip flops a lot, and something that has stayed constant throughout. Rocky, forgotten how many times I would have thought to eat some meat like you. Both you bring me huge joy, as mentioned. Reason of many hunger cravings. Keep entertaining us. Homp is more than a show. I find myself growing through the timeline of both of you and Homp. Also, please let me know when you guys plan to come to Bangalore post lockdown. Would love to meet you guys. Shah Abiran, we will announce our route, shout everything here. It will be a very organized trip where we can bump into as many few as possible. So that is the plan. 
on that note guys tell me about the gohana jumbo jalebi prashanti was there for the gohana jumbo jalebis no not again no i was there for the gohana jumbo jalebis but more than jalebis i loved the samosa i mean now that it comes to me i didn't mention the samosa this was the place where the back we sat and had jalebi and samosa right correct yes. it is that whole town is famous for its it's called the jumbo jalebis uh, gohana and the place we went to that even that that i don't remember the exact place uh, the name of the place but it's very famous and they're very particular they they're they're about 6 inches in dia the those jalebis and 250 grams is the name that we were checking we were seeing and they were just it was like 2 or 3 grams of here and there but pretty much every one big swirl that they made was a 250 gram ki jalebi no the big place, fat the name, the name of the place is jumbo or no no the jumbo jalebis is just what they call them there the, oh, the name of uh, place is gohana gohana but the uh, place where we ate at i don't remember off the top of my head but i remember by the time we went here we went here this was on the last few episodes because i had already been diagnosed with diabetes by the time we went here but i remember <laughs> in spite of that i had half a jalebi and i really enjoyed that breakfast they had amazing samosas right at the back we sat kachodi samosa we had a bunch of stuff right. so rocks what makes it special man was it worth the trip it was absolutely worth the trip because one of the things that we tried to do on highway on my plate all the time was to bring you guys some really nice you know unique things that you might not have seen before so that is when we decided to take a detour on to gohana where lala maturam shop sells these ah yeah i saw gram ki badi badi jalebas or big jalebis and what a jalebi it was yeah. so we went down over there and we'd never seen one before and it was so it's basically just like a regular jalebi except it's a lot thicker and fat so it requires a lot of special frying and then you know it soaks up a lot of sweet so it, it is sort of a typical haryanvi food in the sense it is robust it's large it's strong it's powerful it will fill you up it's sweet it's big on taste and uh, you know we're suckers for trying stuff like this yeah so anytime we heard about something unusual i mean prashant i know remembers you know in his maika in in rajasthan when we found the kachoda Mm. so he was like yeah we have to go to to this place and check it out and uh, so anytime we find something that you know that should be a e but ends with a r like a jalebi or a kachodi it becomes a jaleba or a kachoda we are like ha i the pregna ji so <laughs> that is that is where we went and so now you know that's why we hired mayur for this show also because most people are just silly but he's a sila sila <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Here's an interesting bit of trivia. 2014 or 2015, it was. It was. Uh, I think the New York Times they did this thing of the 10 most fattening and unhealthy foods in the world, and in no particular order. And the jalebi made it in that top 10 list. I'm not surprised. I mean, think about it. Dough beautifully deep fried and then fried in and then dipped in sugar syrup. Wow. What nonsense, yeah! I am from the New India. Anything that the West says about us is untrue. We are not in the northern hemisphere. We are not where they say they are. We are not who we say we are. We are just completely different. So jalebi is actually very healthy for you. And we'll soon have our own Pulitzer also. Yeah, we'll soon have yeah. our own Pulitzer. And what will we call it? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a name. Pul ka matlab kicho, lit ka matlab jalawa, or zair ka matlab something that will kill you. So jal. Kich ke jalama. <laughs> how about the, how about the Arnab Goswami Tributarium or something like that? Ha, the perfect Sada Jala Award. Sada <laughs> Jala. <laughs> Let's call it Poswami. Poswami. Yeah. Poswami Award for absolute nonsense goes to Poswami. <laughs> we were also at to Chandigarh. We've had some great meals in Chandigarh as well. But Palwal is a place in. Haryana, which is also famous for its zabas, and it 
often at least when we went there they said we are as good as murthal in fact our milk is better than murthal milk uh, and i will let mayur tell you about the saga of that milk but um rocky since you have come from the proud tradition of amit ko i will expect you to tell us about the wonderful shoot we had with the tanks in haryana you don't tell us exactly where uh, but we had a wonderful two days of shooting with tanks and how they eat and how they train my god it was a phenomenal phenomenal shoot but i have a couple of emails before that this one is from ashish he says hi i have grown up watching the show it's great to see the team back together in an era where my inherited idea of leisure travel was visiting destination highlights hope made me realize it's the journey that's important and that food and the people are so much the journey as mountains rivers and seas are so big thank you for opening my horizons he's such an articulate young man what's he doing watching our show slumming <laughs> <laughs> i want to share the experience in the same spirit i got lucky enough to take a few days off a business trip in kenya and took a three day safari to the famous national park masai mara traveling alone i was blessed to have interesting companions a young couple from scotland where the lady was an aspiring weightlifter a white haired sous chef from canada and some youngsters from austria coming from such a diverse background the group quickly gelled and was soon sharing travel stories from across the world that's the magic of travel people from the world in a foreign country and yet together and alike in many ways the boys from austria were avid mountaineers and mentioned to me how lucky i am to have the world's highest mountains and the world in our backyard clearly a bounty i had ignored thank you once once again for raising these sensibilities please add me to your newsletter this distribution and look forward to seeing the gang on the road soon thanks ashish you have articulated the joy and wonder of travel so beautifully couldn't have done it myself i spent a year backpacking and taking a bus and hitchhiking and walking across africa and met all sorts of interesting people and 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 a lot of the things that that came about for rocky and me are are, are because of the days of those travel days so uh, thanks for bringing back uh, those memories yes uh, thank you ashish it's very good of you to write in and you know just to give you a historical context uh, ancient texts from the punjab have been found where two punjabis met each other on the road and one of them said ha bhai kenya chal raha hai so he said kenya <laughs> so that is how kenya got its name firstly <laughs> so he said main tha yaar bar ya si sher dekha main masai mara so that is, which means i almost just about killed it which is how masai mara got its name so these are true indian stories which we must spread around the world for people to know they come from a very famous punjabi text called main huni banaya text which means i just came up with it right now <laughs> so help spread the word but or on a more serious note wonderful to hear about your interest in wildlife i mean it's a great world out there the more we interact with it the more we are going to benefit and you know every journey is like an education reaching a destination is like being punished by the principal and made to stand outside class but the journey itself is where the real education is and uh, you can take that from us because we are now probably multiple phd's on any subject in the world in fact we sometimes even seem to know together more than even every news anchor on the news these days so all good stuff so we are uh, like any we are like anyone on twitter basically i know i don't know i don't know why ornab <laughs> yells the nation wants to know you should just pick up the phone and call the home team we'll tell him everything he wants to know and they they have a cure for covid which can be got in murthal exactly yeah. exactly yeah so prashant were you there for the palwal episode yeah yeah absolutely we were driving off it was a very long schedule we were driving a long long distance when we left delhi the end end point was going to be hyderabad and 7 days later when we got out of the traffic jam in delhi and got to palwal we were like man this is going to be a long trip <laughs> <laughs>
No, there was this when it was raining and we were like, dude, even before we left Delhi, it was pelting down before we hit Tarwar. That was the time that we were going to shoot the Jehind first episode. Right. Okay. But yeah, so, so we finally got to Palmal. I remember encountering... When, sorry sorry to cut you, Niku. When was the time when we guys were stuck in the floods at Ambala? You remember when the trains had stopped and there was water everywhere? Yes. And the Ambala flyover was covered you know, 10 feet up of water and we couldn't get up it or get down it. It was like complete chaos. There were rivers flowing across the highway. Yes, I remember that. I think. Are we going was... to Manali at that point? I mean, I don't know. No, I think we were heading. It may have been the same trip, but I remember because we were bloody parked there for hours. Yeah. I wonder if those kind of jams still happen. Well, I've never seen a flood like that in my life in that area because generally the water goes away pretty fast. But uh, that day it was incredible. I mean, there was like 10, 15 feet of water in places. But Prashant, I remember encountering some very hostile young jack boys who were drunk and stopped and said, all these cameras, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, on the side of the road and Satish was boasting about his Haryana. I was like, yeah, this is your Haryana. But if you are sitting here minding our own business shooting, and people come to the only other place where this happened was Somnath Temple, Gujarat, like I told you guys. But Prashant, what do you think of the food there? Oh my God, the lesser, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and we made the mistake of asking you, this is special, the special menu The Hari Krishna Dhaba special. Hari Krishna Dhaba special, my God. If you order that, it's like, you know, Heart Attack Central, of course. But it is an abomination of really good <laughs> ingredients all added together to make into absolute rubbish. And I, I, I hate to say that because nothing is absolute rubbish. But that was just like pisawa kaju, full cream, coconut, coconut grating, raisins, tomatoes. It looked like a lemon souffle eventually. <laughs> you met up with Paneer connoisseur who has Paneer no matter what. Tell us about... Did it live up to your standards, especially after the boast? It was horrific because I remember all the other stuff he gave us. We had uh, paneer, we had palak paneer or we had paneer saag of some sort. And then all his other milk dishes were really nice. His dal was really nice. Hmm. But then he got a little carried away. He sat and told us stories about it. And then when he went in, and I suspect what he did was he basically went in. And he basically found everything that he had in his kitchen and he took 200 grams of that and he threw it in there. He mashed it together, cooked it and, and basically sent it out. I mean, he and came then up he with that recipe just then, maybe. Must have. And then, yeah. no, I think he always had it because he was so proud of it. He was like, yeah. this is my baby. <laughs> I don't offer it to too many people. You eat it, you're blessed and very special. And, so, and it oh looked my. like a cake, you know. I mean, it was just like a... <laughs> You guys don't you guys don't know anything according to ancient Haryanvi texts, and I know them because I've just made them up. It was very important to put every rich food you can find in your region into a dish if people come to make it special. That tradition carries on in many areas across the country. Like if you go to Punjab, they'll put makhan in the dal, they'll put ghee in the rajma. So the same way when you go to uh, yeah, but when you go to Haryana, they'll put cashews, ghee, coconut, whatever they can find into one dish. (laughs) <laughs> to make it extra special, at least that's what this guy thought. Because he had been reading that book of the ancient Indian text of how to welcome guests in Haryana. And uh, he made this thing. And it was all your fault because all you guys were chadawing him. You know, you had like a perfectly nice dal and parotta. And they were like, yeah. oh man, a dal is so good. Bhai sahab, kya dal banaya aapne? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's okay, man. It's nice. But you know, don't get carried away. Oh, oh, oh. gobi, yaar, kya gobi. He was like, I Hare Krishna special. Banao. Haan, banao, banao. Wah, maza Kaju. Kya kya Kaju hai, ghee hai, kishmish hai. Wah, wah, banao, banao, banao. 
and then the poor guy obviously was stuck because he had no idea how to make one. Basically, this dish was like Atiti Devo Baba you have, right? <laughs> so like Atiti Atiti Devo Bhago. <laughs> yeah. He survived that and didn't get a heart attack, which is Palwal. So no, uh, there some of the Dhabas may tell you that we are better. All the Murthal has a better name. No, Murthal still has the most amazing food. Now, um, Chandigarh. which is also the capital of haryana it's a union territory but we will include it in this episode we had some fun times in chandigarh it had yeah. it called hot millions the first time i don't know if it still exists i think the past food there, we yeah. went to sector 17 we went to the pal dhaba and of course we did the famous chandigarh gedi that what is what's that song kali very i'll just come with the song you tell, tell what what's the what's the food like what was all the stuff we had in chandigarh because i don't remember because we've been there a couple of times we did an opening sequence outside that that sign welcome to the city beautiful but then at some stage i remember we'll do the bits in the center but we were leaving was it was it outside chandigarh that we stopped at this place that had just on on the city limits this whole row of hotels with so called dhabas in the bottom and they're like this is where people come to meet their friends in the evening they bring their drinks and was was that chandigarh the at the whole row hotels no no that, that was i mean i don't know if that a sign i know chandigarh has a lot of these shady resorts in the outskirts where people go for so we shot there hours. we shot there one time yeah hey, of course we shot there we had a lunch there outside in the lawn and stuff but i don't oh, know is if that what you calling it nowadays niku a quick lunch <laughs> but um, i don't know if they were actually advertising it along those lines but We had some other great meals in Chandigarh. What was Hot Millions like? You remember that, guys? No, I remember Pal Dhaba. I remember meeting uh, the the old gentleman and his two large strapping sons. And at that time, we were experimenting with pagdis and also Rocky and I had one of us had an orange pagdi, the other one had a green pag. And we had the pags and we went there. And again, it was like it was in the middle of uh, a market in in one of the sectors. And uh, the food was the food was good. Right, right, right then, I I don't know what it's like now, but it was like good old honest hardcore. when you eat out like a punjabi kind of food three bites and you want to lie down yeah about 10 years ago you know the food scene in punjab hadn't really exploded not in amritsar for some reason amritsar is a very sort of planned meticulous uh, decent sort of town chandigarh with, you mean uh, sorry uh, chandigarh was i saying Ch- amritsar yes no, amritsar is decent also amritsar is very decent godless. as well but chandigarh is a, is a well planned that's okay rocky since since we change since we change the architecture of that place in uh, in kerala uh, <laughs> He can change the city, and in fact, like Abuja did not design Chandigarh; it's a lorry baker. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. When you when you went in, they would give you watermelon. That's why they say the designer of the city is Lake Abuja. Also, mm-hmm. then it became Lake Abuja over the years, and people started mistaking it for him. But uh, yeah, Lake Abuja, of course, designed Chandigarh, which is a beautiful, nice, well-planned city. But for some reason, ten, twelve years ago, the food scene wasn't all that good in Chandigarh. You had a couple of fancy places, but the food was very average. And then, of course, you had Kapil Dev's a big five-star hotel that he had something to do with. Everybody used to call it Kapil Dev's hotel. Uh, I'm sure it had a name and has one. They had a nice Chinese place, I remember, and you know there were a few restaurants, but nothing famous. So Pal Dhaba was like one of the sort of stalwarts that were always known to give you good food. So when we really racked our brains and said, where the hell should we go? Keeping in with our street food and regional food outlook, we ended up at Pal Dhaba, and I think we made a good choice because the food was pretty good at the time. I mean, everything was really nice. Yes, it was. Our had... food was actually very nice. Outstanding. I, I yes, it was actually. In, in fact, at that time, I remember I felt that you know, other than Kesar ka Dhaba and Amritsar, this was the one place that you you really could taste everything. You know, it wasn't just 
ghee makkhan it's just not ghee makkhan and just garam masala it wasn't that you could taste yeah. the the vegetables and you could taste the dal you know everything retained its flavor and yet it had been enhanced with all the spices that they had used so it was a it was a good place falda was a good place yeah and that was you know one of the places that we went to and then of course the gedi is very important for those of you who don't know and still haven't seen that episode a i recommend highly that you see it because it really you know a visual is worth a thousand words but let me take a few hundred to explain cultural education it's just cultural education in punjab you have this thing called gedi where you know young men and women walk around the streets in the evening you know waiting to catch each other's eye and to look at each other and that is a very sort of basic function of the gedi now don't tell their parents because they'll disagree they'll say that's complete nonsense our children never do that but uh, i used to do it when i was a kid I used to go down to chandigarh with my cousins we used to wear our dark glasses and drive around giving those cool ones uh, i don't do it anymore <laughs> i guess i'm a little old now but uh, we used to do it then and so we decided to recreate that for the show and i must say i'm very happy with how it came out it was totally cool and i was so happy to see hundreds of kids and young people driving around in their scooters girls on bikes and cars and everybody going up and down just checking each other out that's it's nice slowly that. stately in a very dignified manner you must with punjabi that. music <laughs> with punjabi music in fact the punjabi music bit i'll tell you how gedi is such an important part of the whole punjabi culture especially chandigarh where you know around particular sectors songs like vakra swag it is in their lyrics or even difference by amrit man i mean the the the, the first stanza is munda mulwai goriye charcha sada charche sade missi sagga suniya jine manak hove nai sunda lady gaga mehnati put pondeya thuk tu aakhe gundaiya jinde te tu mardiye jatta da mundaiya and the next line is down to earth rakane feeling koi bai tapni tadkan diyan baggiyan lendi chitti saadi hell catni is <laughs> referring to his car which is a chitti hell cat and along the same lines of of you know this you're leaving out the hook you're, you're leaving out the hook the, the main line of the whole song you've left it out jide te tu mardi jatta da mundaiya bachiyan te parda de vich difference there hunda ya and then and then there is another song called vakra swag which also refers to going on the 350 cc yamaha sardala chakka flagni jutti aradi ekam so this whole going with a gedi to just drive around is a very important part of punjab and it is manifest most obviously in chandigarh yeah mayuri tujhe kaisi lagi gedi mere ko to bahut mazedar lagi in fact i was snooping around and i found the link it's actually up on youtube that whole chandigarh episode where you can oh, see us it? going in prashant's green scorpio and <laughs> and and showing <laughs> our swag in the gedi and like driving up and down yeah. and like singing songs unfortunately nobody looked at us except a few traffic cops and some people who thought we were mad <laughs> <laughs> and we ended at a market and we had a pretty good meal on the hood of the jeep i remember correct we went to dip, it, it, it had a bunch of eating places and so we we went to different places and just picked up all the stuff and then we came and and then we shot that meal on the roof i don't, I don't know possibly the first time i think on a proper food television show where people just went and got it and made the bonnet of the car the table i hadn't yes, seen it that's before. Yeah, that's probably so look you guys have you guys have no idea how deep the love of all of punjab is for chicken i mean all the poultry farm sort of revolution came about in the in the punjab in the 70s and 80s and i remember because my uncle also opened a poultry farm and one day i asked him when i was about 
12, 13 years old, I said, Uncle, why did you open a poultry farm? And he said, because we couldn't afford the amount of chicken you ate. So, <laughs> 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 opened it just to be able to afford to give you chicken. And, uh, you know, but there is some connection over there with with uh, with Punjabis and the beautiful chicken. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a legendary Indian meal and we make it better than anybody else in the world makes it. All due respect to fried chicken and this chicken and that chicken that you'll find world yeah, over. But the nothing like a chicken you in India, like man, a, fucking no Yeah, but stuff. even a good tandoori chicken, yeah. What beats a good tandoori chicken, man? Nothing in the world. Nothing. It is like nothing. the best thing. Absolutely. So I'm going to end with Rocky telling us briefly about one other show that we shot with a whole bunch of tanks. So, Rocky, I'm going to just read one more email. Please keep the story read about that wonderful shoot we had in Haryana, shooting with the Indian Armed Forces, who we have grown up under the influence of because three of us had Fauji dads and uh, Prashant has Fauji brother-in-laws. So, um, this email is from Aditya. Hi, guys. There is little that words can do to express the sense of camaraderie and fun I have gotten from seeing Highway on my plate. The food itself was incredible, no doubts about it. But as you have rightly championed on the show and now on this incredible podcast, it was the company, people who have been friends for more than 40 years that really elevated everything. I watched it for hours as a kid and I even watch it now as an adult. For who can resist the allure of these two men eating the world? Unfortunately, there's so much divide in the country now. People fighting over petty issues when we can be together celebrating this incredible diversity we have around. I think this time is ripe. Of course, after this pandemic subsides, for you all to once again hit the road, show us why we are better together with all that sumptuous food inspiring all of us to know each other more. Inspired by your travels and my dad's time in the army, I also grew up to be someone who couldn't help but go around this country. I have an anecdote for you coming straight from Himachal Pradesh. Back when I was 10 or less, my family embarked on an adventure to the beautiful Himalayan state. On one of these days, we are on our way to Sangla Valley, a place so beautiful that the roads to it couldn't be anything but less than a truck's width. And if you look down towards the troughs, which stretched far beyond your eye could reach, you can't help but fret for our life. After an hour of rummaging, we finally reached our destination. Although we couldn't find a place to eat as our stomachs grumbled in frustration. Seeing our plight, a local directed us towards a small place, down a muddy path and a few hundred feet closer to the edge. Beaming with locals, it smelt of onion, garlic and ginger. Unsure of the taste, we only ordered one big bowl of thupka. Not only was it packed with flavour and warmth, but the bowl was also so big that it fed our entire family of four. Ever since I've been looking for a thupka that good, but to no avail. Maybe it is because of nostalgia-tinted glasses that it tasted so much sweeter than all those I have had after. Love and always my support, Aditya. Aditya, man, that is such a beautiful mail. You're right. When there is so much that can keep us together and so much this country has to offer. And yeah, man, this inspires us to really want to get out there. Absolutely, man. Very wise words. And actually, if you think about it, I mean, we are so much poorer. Yeah? If we, we just take, if we just, in our own little microcosm, I mean, we are so much poorer. You know, I mean, everyone has contributed so much to the cuisine of this country, to the culture of this country. And if you start sort of dividing people up, you know, based on their religion and caste and creed and, you know, what state, what language they come from or that they speak. I think you're just becoming uh, poorer yeah, for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it is completely. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my family, you know, we used to have a saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. And my sister, who used to call Penji, she used to be like, Penji was mightier than any sword in the world. Yeah. 
So we completely agree with it that pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, you know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, but I mean, with all this nonsense that's happening around, you know, let's just ignore it. Somebody should keep speaking sense and I think more and more people should start listening to it. And that means listen to our podcast. But thank you for writing in, man. That's very, it's very nice. In fact, I was going to tell you, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the journey, it's the people, it's the location, it's the sense of freedom, nothing to do, nowhere to go, you know, no urgency. You're just sitting somewhere nice, beautiful cold day having hot thukpa that can't be replicated by just taste it is it's a moment in time which which will always be special there so it's like prashant you know for example used to love to have tea and i don't have tea or coffee i'll have a little bit of cold coffee every now and then but that's about it but we used to want to keep stopping at dhabas and initially i found it quite irritating because we had to do it three four times a day but then you know over the over the months and weeks we started looking forward to it because there used to be just such good downtime here where we could just stop get off you know, cool breeze in your hair, stand somewhere beautiful with a nice view, have a cup of tea and just, you know, just be friends and chat about nonsense here. And those moments, you know, you can't replicate that. No cup of tea is ever going to taste that good again. It doesn't matter who makes it. Yeah. So we shot with an armored brigade in Haryana where it was a part of a show we were shooting with the armed forces and how these tanks train the kind of, you know, food they eat, the conditions they live in. And it was a phenomenally fun, fun trip, man. Rocky... What were the outstanding memories from that awesome power display that they put put out when we went to shoot with those tanks? Well, it, it's it's absolutely brilliant here. Yeah. You know, for boys like Mayur and me and Prashant and Niku, I mean, when we grew up, we used to read these comics called Commandos. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of you remembers, but they were big then in those days. And Commandos always had this scene where heroic infantrymen were fighting against all odds. And then suddenly a tank would show up and there would be doom and gloom everywhere because... The tank was like the god of battle, you know. Once the tank appeared, the soldier had no chance and they had to run. And so the power of the tank has transformed modern battle as we know it. But it's just such a legendary piece of machinery in war. I mean, you know, it can lead to amazing joy when your own tank shows up in the middle of a gunfight. Or it can lead to deep gloom if the enemy's tank shows up. And you could sort of sense the responsibility that these men of the Armored Corps carry, which is also called the Mud Corps, by the way. And if you ever stand near a tank, as the tracks go over the ground, they churn up the mud and they spray it into the air. So you're left covered with mud. So they used to be called the mud core. So the Armored Core boys, yeah, we shot with them. It was absolutely fantastic to be there, to see the inside, you know, the, the behind the scenes, the real in-depth look at what armor really does and how it's trained and what happens. And uh, forget about these boys who were all, you know, they were crazy. I mean, they were true warriors in that in that regiment, as I'm sure all the boys of Armored Core are, you know, hungry for battle. Looking forward to serving the nation. It was a lot of fun. But the maddest person that day on the entire field was a cameraman who went and laid, lay down on the track with his camera pointing up and said, I will lie down here and you drive the tank over here. I'll take a shot. <laughs> because you know, the tank has like a very clearance is very high. So there are tracks on both sides. So the guys who were supervising us looked at us and said, Is your cameraman feeling well? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, no. This was a this was this was a this was a little uh, uh, you know th- there was a sort of oh, obstacle no. course and one part of the obstacle course was there was a two foot high wall and they would put the tracks on that two you know there was a two foot high wall on the right two foot high wall on the left and they would drive the tra- tank over that wall and it was really tiny. I mean there was zero margin for error and sometimes the tank would fall down. So this guy just went and laid under that wall and he was like, you drive the tank over the wall and it'll you know I lie under it and take the shot <laughs> and I was like. But what if it falls? Because And the instructor said, yeah, sometimes it falls off. 
and he was like no no i have confidence in india's tank guys yeah you drive the tank over we don't worry <laughs> now, now now you would just pull out a gopro and put it under a tank yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at that time you actually had to lay down under the tank yeah but thankfully they didn't allow him to do it because it was too risky <laughs> so that was that but it was so much fun to see the tank here yeah. i mean we got to see you know them doing that exercises going over things uh, you know we didn't get to see them firing because they were not in an area where they were allowed to fire but the kind of food they carry is pretty amazing yeah they have a full kitchen that they carry inside with all their food and then they have a bag which is full of shakarparas for yeah. last minute protein and energy and they were really good shakarparas man that was so good yeah. in fact one of the most amazing sunset shots i remember is these three tanks coming and you know the amount of dust that rises when these tanks are coming and the sun was setting in the distance and we got that shot it was a stunningly beautiful shot man when you get into a tank or like as we did when we shot with jehan whether it's a submarine a tank or you go to some of the places one thing is whether it's twitter or, or everything there's all these people who are like talking about you know that respect for the warriors of the armed forces and all hmm. but if you really want to understand how respectful like. the people in armed forces are you go and see the conditions that they operate under Also, just sit in the tank for ten minutes, man. Yeah, and even you know the metal. Do you remember the metal in the tank and the even the submarine and the and the cruisers? It's such hard, dense metal. If you even bump against it lightly, it uh, will leave a bruise. Yeah, Imagine now being in there in the middle of battle and being shaken around and stuff. I mean, how and in those conditions they perform everything they perform. Yeah, so respect. I remember the young officer you guys spoke to. I wasn't there on that shoot. Was Malu mentioning? I think his name was Tommy or something, right? Because yeah, but he was Malayali. Oh, yeah, he, he, he was from the south, and he told you that you know, in in the desert, when they are doing exercises in the deep sort of summer months in June, July, the tank body gets so hot you can literally you know drop an egg on it, and you can. I mean, they often do that. They'd make a fry egg on the body of the tank because it was so hot. The engine, the engine cover of the tank. In fact, in the newsletter we'll include these pictures of young Giri up to his chaddis in water. because yeah. as the tank was negotiating the water got into the water to take that shot with half the water coming up and stuff so yeah we got some wild shots from there but yeah on that note i think we've uh, driven through haryana and we've taken you wherever you can go in haryana and and get something decent to eat i'd like to remind you all again you can write to us with your memories your food stories and recommendations to form 2020@gmail.com subscribe to our newsletter we will send you the link if you mail us you can fill that form and you will you will automatically have subscribed to the newsletter or you can just click on the link wherever you are listening to this podcast there's a link below that and it will give you the form with that message we can say goodbye with a food court gentleman do start whoever wants to can i start please with gulshan ka dhaba highway on my plate was off to a great start don't eat the hari krishna special it's better left as art <laughs> <laughs> eat your food at leisure in haryana whether it's acha or bura because every time you are in a hurry remember in haryana sometimes it can become a hurra <laughs> i'm going to be doing mine as a rap so yo kick it whatever they say these days i i'm obviously an uncle trying to rap so i'm embarrassing myself but guys hear me fake dhabas and fake news stop your lies and gap and will the real puran singh please stand up please stand, stand up. up people who love food travel and peace we're on your side on your side and when when you're back on the road hompers join the ride yo kick it yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Someone please put a bullet in my head and put me out of my misery now. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. Can you unhear things? <laughs> that is an example that goes to show that not everything works out well in the end for everybody. Sometimes <laughs> they, things just go wrong in Haryana. Nikku ne rap ki bhi tongue tod di, poetry ki bhi tongue tod di. Ab hum Nikku ki tongue todte. All right, guys, been wonderful listening, ch- chatting to all of you and uh, hearing your emails. We really enjoy them, so keep them coming. Keep listening to us. Give us a favorable review, if you will. Write into us whenever you get a chance, uh, and definitely keep listening to the podcast. And hopefully, we'll be back on the road sometime soon. So, thanks once again, boys. It was wonderful to chat with you as always. I'm going to yes, go back boys, to finishing night. my Thank drink. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining and we leave you with the hope that we can overcome this pandemic soon and whenever we do we're back on the road but until then whichever city you're in if i can just appeal to you you can check out if your city is featured in our in in our article in news laundry on the ngos and communities and organizations that are working to make sure people don't get hungry the migrant labor and those who don't have enough to eat if you can get involved and if you have more than you need and god has been kind to you do contribute and make sure no one starves in your city because we surely can make sure that no one in our country has to go hungry because they don't have enough to eat on that note good night see you again with another state and let it be a surprise which one it will be <laughs> yes and in typical haryana style hum aapse ijazat lena chahenge to ijazat tu leke to dikha leke to dikha all right boys see you <laughs> bye good night all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel